This curation was brought to you by John Lee Clark, author of How to Communicate and Poem a Day guest editor for the month of July. We hope that you enjoy today's offering brought to you by the Academy of American Poets. The Sluggard by Isaac Watts Tis the voice of the sluggard, I heard him complain. You have waked me too soon, I must slumber again. As the door on its hinges, so he on his bed turns his sides and his shoulders and his heavy head. A little more sleep, a little more slumber. Thus he wastes half his days and his hours without number. And when he gets up, he sits folding his hands, or walks about sauntering, or trifling he stands. I passed by his garden and saw the wild briar, the thorn and the thistle grow broader and higher. The clothes that hang on him are turning to rags, and his money still wastes till he starves or he begs. I made him a visit still hoping to find he had took better care for improving his mind. He told me his dreams, talked of eating and drinking. But he scarce reads his Bible, and never loves thinking. Said I then to my heart, here's lesson for me. That man's but a picture of what I might be. But thanks to my friends for their care in my breeding, who taught me betimes to love working and reading. About this poem. In the history of Christian hymnody in English, you had, for centuries on end, David's psalms and translation, and then, strolling about the lovely grounds of a manor in Stoke Newington, you had Isaac Watts. Gifted with an easy, elegant originality of phrase and rhyme, he was also famous for songs exhorting children to be good and not to tear each other's eyes. Idleness, however, was the worst of possible evils. It is here that we stumble into a bed of thorns. Oppression is often internalized, and literature by disabled writers is rife with ableism, not just toward people with other disabilities, those worse off than us, but also toward someone else with our own disability. Self-flagellation, too, lurks close by. Watts's portrayal of and attitude toward a sluggard is problematic, but not without its lessons for us about the power of care. After his second illness in 1712, Watts never regained full strength. Friends took him in, and he eventually found an open home with Sir Thomas and Lady Mary Abney, where, for 36 years, he enjoyed, to quote Thomas Gibbons, the privilege of a country recess, the fragrant bower, the spreading lawn, the flowery garden, and other advantages to soothe his mind and aid his restoration to health. Gibbons went on to echo the speaker of the sluggard. Had it not been for this most happy event, he might have feebly, it may be painfully, dragged on through many more years of languor and inability for public service and even for profitable study, or perhaps might have sunk into his grave under the overwhelming load of infirmities. Instead, this exceptional support produced an astonishing body of work. Hymns, poems, 
theological treatises, essays, and a popular textbook on logic. Samuel Johnson observed that, in Watts's case, notions of patronage and dependence were overpowered by the perception of reciprocal benefits, a dynamic that would later inform disability justice around care work. Poem a Day is the original daily poetry series featuring new poems by today's poets. Produced by the Academy of American Poets, this free digital series is made possible by you, our readers and listeners. Learn more about Poem a Day, and if you can, please consider supporting this work by visiting poets.org give.